Hey, it's time for Priority Pastor. Welcome back to Priority Pastor. This is Darren Ride, and today we've got another excerpt from the Personal Evangelism Crash Course webinar, and we're looking at the topic of how, for most of us who aren't gifted evangelists, evangelism means personal or relational evangelism, and an important part of that is the power of encouragement. Now, if you're not gifted in evangelism, we have to operate differently than a gifted evangelist. We have to build relationships over time and come to the place of trust. And that means for most of us in the body, 90% of us, the bottom line is that for us, evangelism means personal evangelism or relational evangelism. That evangelism takes place through those relationships, through those friendships. And this raises a problem because a lot of Christians don't have non-Christian friends. They're not in relationship with people outside the church. And so when that's the case, no relationship pathway exists for the gospel. One old stat, I can't verify, but it, it rings true, that after two years, the average Christian, the average new Christian, has no non-Christian friends. They get enfolded by the church, which is good, into Christian community, which is good, but they're cut off from those who don't know Jesus. And that makes it then impossible for us to share the gospel effectively. We all know what this is little Lego piece. And in one of the basic principles of relationships is that we're kind of like that Lego piece in that there's there's eight points of contact. There are eight ways of hooking to this Lego piece. And the average person can, can handle about eight, you know, six or eight or 10 deep long-term relationships. Because of time restraints, energy restraints, we, we really can't uh, go deep with that many more people. And so we have to ask ourselves, how many of those slots are filled by people who don't know Jesus? Do I have people that I'm spending time with that are truly my friends that don't know Jesus? It really helps uh, when, when you meet someone who isn't a follower of Jesus, if you can discover something in common. And, and the problem, of course, is when you're a follower of Jesus, you have so much in common with other followers and many things not in common with people who aren't following Jesus. But there is a very simple way of having something in common with absolutely anybody. And this is key. You can have something in common with anyone simply by choosing to be interested in something that interests them. Choose to be interested in something that interests them and all of a sudden you have a common interest. For many years I went to Toastmasters because I wanted to develop my speaking. Yeah, I enjoyed it, I was interested in it. And in three different communities, three different Toastmasters groups, I saw people came to come to faith in every one of them. I never, I never invited them to church. I just kind of got to know them. They, they would come to church, of course. They, they discovered I was a pastor, but they came to faith just because I was engaged in something I enjoyed. And so what are the things you're interested in that can be avenues for sharing the gospel? Almost any hobby, any passion can become an avenue for the gospel. And certainly within that avenue, you can exercise the incredible power of encouragement. When you are an encouraging person, it sets you apart. It's a huge differentiator in our world today because there is so much that is discouraging. There are people who are so demanding, but if we can be encouragers, we will stand out, whether it's you know talking to the waitress at the restaurant or someone at the checkout or our neighbors, just having that, that hope-filled attitude and approach. In one of the small groups I was a part of, we started 
consciously exercising encouragement and reporting back on activities of encouragement. And many, many doors were open. But one case in particular, a person said, you know, there's this police officer in town. He's gone off on stress leave. And he was the police officer who had taught many of our children in school in what's called the D.A.R.E. program, drug awareness, and, and kind of inoculating them against, against drugs. And he'd gone off on stress leave. And we thought we should do something to encourage him. So we put together a gift basket with all kinds of stuff and encouragement cards and things like that. And a couple from our group delivered it to this fellow's home and knocked on the door and presented it to him and explained why. And they, they reported back to us later and said, you know, he just broke down. He broke down weeping. He was so grateful. He said, you know, he told us, he said, I don't know what you're doing at that church, but whatever it is, please just keep doing it. This has been so, so encouraging. We can be encouraging like that in our day-to-day -day interactions, and that can really help us build our relationships. I think you'll find it helpful if you think in terms of cultivating and planting and reaping. That's a, a farming metaphor I think we can all relate to. Cultivating, preparing the ground, planting, putting the seeds in, and reaping is the harvest. And people are at different stages. Your friends who don't know Jesus, you might be at the cultivating stage where you're just building relationship. And as the relationship grows, you can move to the planting stage where, the, where they hear a bit about your story, a bit about the gospel, a bit about you know what Jesus is up to in your life. And then reaping is where they hear the gospel and have a chance to respond to it. And in a larger church context, different events can be cultivating, planting, or reaping events. And effective evangelistic program really requires all three things. And effective evangelists, witnesses, require all three things to be present as well. Thanks for listening. Talk to you soon. Press on.